Hi there, Randy Green here and welcome to another podcast. I can proudly say after 10 years of work, having got the task to figure out a way or new ways of teaching the ones who were interested in how to reach what we could call the higher order awareness. Now the higher order awareness is not spirituality. And for those of you who are, there are different levels of schooling and there are different levels of knowledge and there are different ways of approaching reality. But let us just say the good old setup was that if we're talking about governance, then it's the state. When we talk about the soul, then it's the church. And when we talk about everyday life and how we come around, then, then that's psychology or what we could call our professional skill sets. So we have divided our, or our world has been divided into different groups, into different sectors that are taking care of the different levels of quote unquote education of the human population. Well, one type of education that has not been put into the school itinerary or part of the universities, because universities and different forms of higher schools where we would be taught the, the more complex layers of what it means to be a skilled human inside this society and have what we could call an intellectual approach to the different dynamics and mechanics of our world whatever type of science that people would embark on. I chose to do the bachelor degree in theology for the mere sake of that. Why choose that angle? Because my angle is what we could say my main interest is, of course, the world as it is and how it operates. I felt that that kind of study I could do on my own, which I did in the 2000s, where I plowed my way, as we say in Danish, through different types of scientific books from quantum mechanics to the deeper degrees of philosophy, as well as other levels that I could get into, as well as doing my um, formal training as a healer, my formal training as a psychotherapist, and other levels of formal training that would give me the qualification to go out and say, yeah, I actually kind of have a little bit of an idea of what it means to be part of this sociogenetic experiment that this planet is part of. So with that, we also understand that what I'm, the whole academy is not spirituality. It's the higher order sciences of what it means to be human. And it's another angle of what we could call inner work. And this is, this is where those of us who've been in this for a very long time, and then there are all of the newcomers, those who've been in it for a very long time began within what we call the esoteric spiritual communities. And for me, even though I did study the Bailey material, Alice A. Bailey, and I went into other groups that I could find on the internet, as well as other layers and other angles of uh, spirituality, including taking their bachelor degree in theology, because I thought, well, I need to understand what Christianity is from a scientific angle and not just picking up the Bible and reading it. Because the first time I ever picked up the Bible, even though my grandfather was a very um, proud believer, but he changed his ways when he got cancer. And then he began looking into Carl Gustav Jung and became a vegetarian. And that changed our family. So we could say in my, in my family, my grandfather, due to illness, was the first one that began to question whether or not his strong belief as a Christian was the right angle, including that his father had been a quite stern, hands-on um, 
what we could call lesser pleasant uh, um, parent. I'm here deliberately choosing not to use specific words. So with that understanding, well, then, then the, at some point when you are facing your own termination, uh, a lot of people, as it said with Constantine as well, the first or uh, the Roman emperor that at his deathbed uh, got baptized and turned Christian, right? Because he would, <laughs> to be safe, as in he had uh, vouched for the Roman gods his entire life, but since time has changed and things have changed and he has, he had used the power of Christ uh, as part of his war making, he, he just wanted to play uh, safe, so he got baptized at his deathbed bet because, well, it couldn't harm to get that one as well, then he would be sure that no matter where and however after he has left this reality, he would at least come into some sort of heaven, either as part of the gods and their worlds or as part of the Christian heavens. So he baptized himself, and I know this is paraphrasing, not himself, but he got baptized by a priest. I know this is paraphrasing, but there is some truth to it that in in when we're facing difficulties, name any American movie where everybody's kind of walking around not really believing in anything and then they're facing this big whatever challenge it is and then suddenly they are the great believers, right? But this is, this is not about belief. Never was. It's not about signs and wonders. It has nothing to do with Christianity. It's nothing to do with the Bible. This is just a background. This is for me as uh, in the whole Academy YouTube channel, you will find uh, the work I've gone through with Buddhism, you will find the work I've gone through with the chakra system, you will find uh, the work that I've gone through at uh, uh, 6, 11, uh, I can't remember the number sequence on heaven and earth, I think that's called, or something like that, where I talk a little bit about Christianity and some of the ideas that are there. So for me, it's just been, when we talk about activating humanity into multidimensionality, because this is what it is. And let me give a little bit of explanation here. That's what I said with those of us who have been in it for a long time. Uh, including having tied it into the understanding that we're not alone in the universe, that we are a civilization, a lost civilization that has been forgotten in a quadrant of the universal sector under some pretty strict uh, quarantine rules as well as part of a very elaborate, unfortunate and illegal sociogenetic experiment by different types of incoming extraterrestrial groups and races from other systems parallel to our universe that means other universal structures as well as within our own universal structure, but from what we call uh, other uh, systemic levels or stellar systems or solar, other types of solar systems. We call our star a sun, so hence we have the solar system. But the, if we have the serious star system, why do we call that a star when that technically also is a, is a sun uh, in, in that configuration or in that structure or reality field? When we talk about becoming a multidimensional, expanded awareness, higher order, scientific oriented, advanced civilization, humanity has a very, very long way to go. And part of that one is what we could call a higher order type of psychology. And that's what I've been trying to create the course material for uh, as part of the whole academy. So many that are listening to this have the glasses on from whatever, what we could call spiritual teaching system, Buddhism, chakra teachings, new age, 
Christianity, Islam, uh, whatever type of religion, spirituality, where the science is, quote unquote, is about the salvation of the soul. For me, when we talk about the, the transition sciences, for instance, yes, there I talk about how we are to upgrade our holographic energetic architecture in a manner that will allow us to be able to walk through the different gate systems. And are we going to walk through the gate systems in our physical form? No, I'm not a believer of that either. I don't see the possibility of the full transfiguration happening where we turn into light bodies and then we walk across and get into the heavens and back into the source because the source is a huge construction in the core domain that's called the central sun. And that is uh, an, an architecture that was built for the purpose of another very old experiment was, that was called the restoration program within our solar system. So in a way, the gate is in the sun. We have the sun, and behind the sun, we have the central sun. The esoterics tells us that about as well, about that as well, but in a different manner. Again, under different types of logos and different ideas that the planet is a soul, and we are souls, and the planet is a soul, and the sun is a soul, and the universe has a soul, and all of these are logoi or a kind of logos and intelligent principle that governs the different reality fields, and and that is to some degree true as well. At least if you get the side into the fifth dimension you will there begin to see that some of these quote-unquote logos or heavenly beings are actually very advanced type of technology that is part of what it means to be an advanced civilization. You could call it augmented um, information systems. And I'm here deliberately not calling it AI because that's part of the technocratic races. This is something else. They are, they are entirely building everything they are on technology. And the, the main group of these populations are in the different hierarchies that are controlled by different groups of uh, what we call extraterrestrial species that goes into systemic as well as galactic. And they are running their reality fields completely different from an angle of what we could call keeping status quo as well as maintaining their reality fields to the degree uh, where they lose what we call the viability rate of their consciousness potentials as well as the viability rate of their reality field network. So they deplete their systems and hence are forced to turn into becoming completely technocratic and run everything on machinery where the what's left of the original type of genetic composition are part of their cube technology and their uh, what we call reality structure technology developmental programs programs to keep themselves running in a way that they will be able to traverse the universal uh, structures, go through the original holographic energetic network that are behind all reality fields, what science today calls dark energy that they haven't discovered yet, and working, traveling through the fourth dimension into other extraterrestrial, or for them extraterrestrial, but for us planetary systems where they can begin to inhabit and colonize and uh, instigate their different types of sociogenetic experiments that will secure their own survival and continuation as a species since they have lost the ability to what we could ha call having progenitor um, consciousness units as well as progenitor cellular structure as well as progenitor uh, energy systems. And this means that they are self-repairing, self-progressing and self-developing. They have lost that ability.
so that is what it means to be an avar civilization that you are in the understanding that you as a living being have consciousness and we're not just talking about the mental processes here that's the neural network that's the mental field that runs on what we call a lesser type of energy that we call frequencies and they are as science tells us only four percent of our known universe is within the baronic spectrum as it's called today with six types of subparticles that in the old days were seen as atoms but now divided into six subparticles and are part of a very vast quantum fields with quantum dynamics we rarely understand yet including the fourth dimension that is lurking there as quote-unquote time limited by the light quotient the speed of light uh, that is unflexible which is not it's a variable science will discover that eventually as the fourth dimension enters into our solar system and comes back as it's supposed to and rightfully should be because our reality the outer domain should be as a foundation in the fourth dimension and that's not time that's einsteinian sciences made up deliberately to throw us off from the two sci true sciences that some of the quantum physicists were on the brink of including paul dirac and others of his peers that were working with the idea of building mathematical systems that would be able to incorporate other dimensions. And Einstein, as a strong mind as part of certain factions inside our reality, uh, came up with that brilliant idea to incorporate time. And yes, of course, make it relative and flexible, all depending on velocity and momentum. But the matter of the fact is, uh, in, in that manner, uh, we could say, what was the purpose of that? If we look what hasn't been used for, technically, uh, the most important thing and most interesting thing is that it has blocked us from doing space travel. Yes, we got to the moon, but under the assumptions that we needed uh, what we could call uh, power, machine power to get there due to the laws of relativity, right? To get off, to get slingshot off our planet, we need an enormous amount of energy to get up through the atmosphere. And then once we're up in space, well, then you can do solar sails and what have you, because there is no, what we could call quote unquote, gravity to the same degree as there is on our planet. And then also coming up with, of course, the new Newtonian sciences of gravity that have kept us stuck for a very long time in the concepts of gravity, instead of looking at what if these are electromagnetic properties that ties our into higher organic structure to the planet via the magnetic field because our cells are made of magnetic properties it has a, a what we call a membrane that has an electric current that all of this type of electricity plays in together and keep each other in place within different fields that has different properties that unfolds in different ways all depending on the different type of consciousness and ideas the collective ideas of what reality is and that's where we get into psychology now, the collective consciousness fields are, the first one that really talked about that was Carl Gustav Jung, and he called it the collective unconscious and the, what we could call the subconscious, where we are all tied together through the joint myth of what it means to be a human on this planet, then divided into different types of cultural myths that resemble and mirrors the thought processes and the emotional processes of the different types of cultures around our planet. That's, again, paraphrasing Carl Gustav Jung's work in a new, little bit more 
more modern way, because he had his uh, epiphanies uh, throughout the 19th century, 1900s. That's what you call it, right? He, in nine, he, I think he wrote his last pieces in. Uh, wow, when I forgot when he began. He must have begun. He began uh, around the time of uh, Sigmund Freud, right? So we begin in 1900, 1913, 14, 15, something like that. And Carl Gustav Jung, he had his great breakthrough as, as Sigmund Freud in a way also had uh, both during Second World War but also after as they developed their new approach to what it meant to be human in the post-war uh, environment where again humanity had been challenged in many different ways and where people had shown uh, their tendencies in different directions again according to the different types of souls that uh, are working around in human forms here. And I'm, I'm just choosing to call it a soul. It's a holographic energetic structure that is, as everything else, made of energy, energy components, but not frequency energies. That's why we can't really measure it. It's a fourth dimensional component. It's made of fourth dimensional holographic energetic units as the base level. And then it has the access point into different forms of holographic energetic uh, levels of the architecture that goes with the fifth dimensions and up to the twelfth dimension. And so we hereby understand that when we're talking about the physical human, we have a holographic energetic architecture behind that bleeds through or has its access point in the quantum fields and not as part of the atoms, but on a different level that operates outside our known knowledge of what it means to be human. And that's the journey that humanity is on right now. We are on the journey of learning fourth dimensional sciences, fourth dimensional technologies, and what it means to be a fourth dimensional human. And eventually, if we have a collective that embark on that idea and begin to unfold it as a part of their everyday life, we'll get a fourth dimensional civilization with fourth dimensional types of governance, as well as fourth dimensional types of technologies. Did I mention that? fourth dimensional types of house building, as well as fourth dimensional understanding of aerial crafts, aerial phenomena, as well as oceanic, sub-oceanic and other forms of extraterrestrial for us right now, type of technology and crafts, where we will discover that that is completely low-tech uh, compared to other civilizations and what they are capable of doing as multidimensional beings. Unfortunately, when the first teaching systems came into play in humanity about the multidimensionality, the ones that began that similar to Alice A. Bailey, uh, it came from America where at the time where these things were seeded in and, and still is to a degree within vast communities in, in, in America due to the piety and some of the Puritans and other groups that we didn't want here in Europe that traveled to America due to the very strong religious beliefs and the way that they saw themselves as the selected ones uh, under the laws of God. Uh, in an even more strict way than I have ever experienced any other religion went there. And we can then by say there are always groups within our society that has this very strong one God belief system. And that is, of course, due to their uh, different types of holographic energetic architecture and consciousness potentials from the original systems they came from and how they have arranged themselves in a belief that they had to be truthful to the degree of self-destruction for their one selected leader, 
the top of the hierarchy, which if then uh, would smack them and send them in exile on another place in another planet, uh, a long, long away from home because they had not behaved because they had gone up against their warlord. Because that is what it is. These souls belong to other systems where they try to go up against, we call these the Baal races, uh, or the Niburians, or the Maldakians, or the the um, different forms of um, uh, what do you call it groups that have a, a society that is oriented with what we could say a royalty on the top that are seen as as the top notch, the elite, the deities, and then the warlords, and then the workers and breeders and what have you. And breeders are not as they are on our planet, as you know from the Old Testament, the ones that were sent here, breeding was a curse. And it is, uh, and it was put as a punishment. So, so that's not how they do it in other places. But there are the ones that works with what we could call genetic replication and genetic um, manifestation and uh, what you call it, uh, production, let's call it that, uh, and how to insert this uh, into what we call organic vessels in different varieties, especially in systems that have turned highly technocratic. There it's all based upon very complex types of sciences that allows for organic vessels to take form. In the original worlds where we had the true progression dynamics, uh, it's a choice to, to manifest yourself and to accrete what we call energies around you. The Bailey material talks about this as well. And we're talking here again in the beginning of the 19th century or the 1900s. I always miss, I always, these two, is it the, it's the 20th century, right? And the 1900s, I always mix this up for some odd reason. There are just some things that, that just doesn't stick because it's, it's such an artificial division. And, and my mind doesn't work with brain or with time. My brain doesn't work with time uh, in the manner that, so, so when I talk about these concepts, I'm always, uh, I have to think, what is it? What is it that I've been taught here? What is that normal people talk about, which I don't get, because I can access these levels. I, it's not a pastime. It's something that's there. It can be studied. It can be remote viewed. You can access into it if you have had a past life there. So, so time doesn't exist. And that's why I say that Einsteinian science and relativity is a way to block us from accessing the understanding that time is irreversible. We can, we can just go to the fourth dimension and we can walk in and out of time as we please, like the other groups are doing that are here. It's just humanity that's been blocked in their technological development as well as their interdimensional uh, travel uh, possibility as well as the other terrestrial uh, gate systems that we could technically walk through if we wanted to. So it's nothing to do about returning to source as in going through the gates and then we will get back to source. As I said, source is a construction, it's a cube. The big one that calls itself uh, um, Y W H uh, why I forgot it again because I'm trying here not to get into trouble with the ones that still believes it because they, they're engineered that way. They're engineered to be worshippers. So I'm trying very hard not to get into trouble here, but the big one that runs that whole scheme and idea of one God and, and one salvation and, and one way to, to get into the heavens. Uh, as it has been in the, the portrait in the Abrahamic religions, whatever version they are in today, that's a very old large Baal cube. So I'm just saying, point being here is that 
it is confrontational when we begin to talk about what does it mean to be multidimensional. And I know there are different levels within our society, within the different groups that are trying to find their way to apply that to the existing belief systems that have been the foundation for the human societies for a very, very long time. And the Bailey material and others that came in were aware of this very strong subcurrent of spirituality that either were New Age or within the church. And these two groups were the ones that kind of had what we could say the patent the patent on uh, when we talked about soul matters, right? Releasing of the soul, church or spirituality, whatever that spirituality chose to be. And again, with the infight of the different belief systems and the different uh, orientations within the salvation of the soul, we can surely say that the division that that has created on our planet has perhaps not really been in the spirit of unifying what we call the different souls that are present on our planet. As part of the sociogenetic experiment from the different extraterrestrial groups that are here, that's been here for a very, very long time, there are different groups, they are coming and going. Uh, they have had the different human projects. Some of them have transferred some of their genetic and energetic and consciousness potentials to our reality field. And they are created their types of organic vessels and call them their human projects from where they have been trying to figure out a way to engineer and create new types of vessels that would prolong and continue their own existence in their own systems using our original restoration program that were engineered to undo what we could say uh, a genetic malfunction from within three specific lineages of the D8 collective, the D10 and the D11th. And these three collectives are the ones that have unfortunately turned against the original ideas of the project that they became part of and decided to take it over completely and use it for their own purposes since they got a little bit tired of being under the guidance and the mentorship of the other two human civilizations that kind of as part of the 12 lineages that spilled over from the previous universal cycles uh, had made it and they had not. So it's kind of the, the little, it's not a David and Goliath kind of thing here, but they see it like that. They see it as being the little smart ones and we're the big old machinery that works within specific laws and works within specific dynamics and mechanics. And we see the purpose in adhering to that, not as in believing in it or uh, saying this, this is the only way or it's a dictatorship or anything. It's not, nothing at all. It's not a tyranny. But it's a choice of living. It's a choice of existence that goes within the understanding of that every single person is the first of many. What we do, others can do as well. So if that's the case, why not just do the very best you can? So you set yourself as an example of what it means to be the best version of what a human can be. Meaning in the understanding in the fourth dimension, what we are affects everybody else because we're part of the reality field itself. It flows through our organic vessels. So if our organic vessel and our holographic energetic architecture is something that is less developed, well, then we will affect the collective consciousness fields that are around us. We will affect the collective energy fields that we are part of 
by our very existence, by our very choices, by our very beings. And due to that, we can either ensure that the world we're part of will progress or the world that we are part of will regress. And that's all up to us. So that's what it means to be the first of many. So for me, that's, that's a clear choice. Okay, if I go out and do something stupid, it will not just affect me. It's not just about my conscience. It's about, it's an energetic choice that affects my, the world around me because my very being has what's called an influential sphere. It's an energetic architecture that I influence my surroundings with, not just my own body, but everything around me, everything that I come in contact with, everything that's within a meter from my body will be in contact with my energy. And that would be more predominant when we enter into the fourth dimension. That's one of the reasons why they push this into what we call third cycle energies or frequency energies, where the effect is less and where the technocratic have the upper hand running our entire reality field through the different types of cube technology that upholds reality field configuration, as well as different types of drones and it's now called UAPs in the old days, we call UFOs that are weaving the programs into our reality and maintaining it within the limitations of the Newtonian, uh, Einsteinian um, cause and effect limited type of reality field. So, which mathematically can be controlled through different types of algorithms, as well as now being linked up to, via different interface systems to a very rudimentary, raw type of quantum computers that, of course, as the fourth dimension kicks in and these extraterrestrial groups within the transhuman agenda gets their, their footing in, and by that will rearrange our world accordingly to the technocratic principles, and humanity will then shift in from the known type of semi-progressive type of reality programs into non-progressive reality programs at all, where things will go under their hierarchical structural order of what can and can be, cannot be allowed, what should and should not be allowed to preserve whatever's left of the viability rate of the reality field. Because our world, due to their presence and their strong manipulation with our reality field and our reality field programs, have now turned our world into similar to their worlds, which means it has now begun its decline process, it's gone into a level of entropy that no longer can be cleared out. Humanity has forgot their understanding of how to clear their own energy systems, as well as how to maintain their own holographic energetic architecture. Because that's what the inner work should be about. It's not about spirituality. Could we please put that on a shelf? Could we be put the belief on one source as in kind of, okay, if you are from these societies outside of the, from the other parallel systems, where you have your world leader, and you, you adhere to that one and the technology, your world leader, typically actually a male in these humanoid systems that are on the top hierarchy, such as a specific Draco known as Enki and other similar types of um, uh, royalty entities, let's call them that, but they are humanoids, they are uh, different types of civilizations and species or races or whatever you want to call it. That comes from other systems and the way they have arranged their governmental systems, again, in the hierarchical structures and they the, our world is a replica a kind of a replication of that but due to the original progressive civilizations that used to exist here they have not been able to fully override that foundation of our reality field they have tried for a very long time the last big attempt with the event program where they they again tried to re-engineer our world into something that that they could 
uh, function under and by that begin to appear physically in our reality and not by an invasion because they're already here. They have been here. When they finally took over, that happened 15,000 years ago. Before that, it was a collaboration where uh, the original solar system civilizations actually was in charge. But due to the colonization and some humongous wars at the time, we came under the rulership of the D10 Collective or the Dracos as it's known. But again, things are changing. So what was the game changer? Because those of us who are part of this one, we know and understand, well, we have been under this kind of uh, socio-genetic experiment. And I call it that because it is it is collective. So that's the, 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 the social or the psychological, sorry about that, societal and sociological, sorry for that, uh, types of uh, engineering as well as genetics engineering that goes with the uh, um, continuation of these civilizations. And it is an experiment because they have been trying to to adapt a completely different type of what we could call uh, um, uh, civilization and a way a civilization is operating to their ways of existence, to their what we call technocratic hierarchical uh, power structures that are so dissimilar to the original solar system civilizations and how we used to do it here. So the way that they did it with the social, uh, uh, the society, soci sociological, psychological kind of re-engineering of our society that allowed them to produce the types of genetics that they needed uh, included that we were deprived and stripped of our ability to be in the fourth dimension. That happened uh, 12,000 years ago. And we are now out of that cycle, or more accurately, 12,500 years ago. So that has, that's, that's connected to when, when they came in, they re-engineered our sun completely. And the sun is now shedding off this engineering because it was tied to specific type of plasma crystals. Uh, I talk about that in my podcast series, uh, Revisiting the Souls of Humanity. And even I wrote, I wrote that book 10 years ago, and a lot of it is still, still good information. It's historical. It's a kind of a history book, the way I could write a history book. But a lot of these groups have either changed their ways, traveled into the future, and are waiting to come back. Um, within the next 10 years, because we're going to go through a little bit of a rough patch the next uh, uh, 10 years from 2025 to 2034. And quite a lot of these groups, they have, um, let us put it this way, they have left for now, packed their bags, uh, gone back to their own systems, but they are awaiting their time to come back from the future. Uh, and that means that many of these groups that you have used to be in their artificially created fourth dimension because they can't exist in our fourth dimension. As I said, we're a different type of uh, uh, type of holographic energetic architecture altogether where our focus is to, for the highest good of the many as the first of many for the highest good of the many. We are living within the chosen um, ways of developing ourselves as joint civilizations within inclusivity and teamwork, uh, working together to progress our reality field as well as progressing our own uh, holographic energetic architecture for the sole purpose of not the soul, but the pure, the, the one big purpose for all to reach the highest progression rate of what is possible of developing consciousness 
in a system, in a reality field, and at the same time transform all energy units of that energy systems to their highest uh, what we call standards so that the consciousness potentials as well as the reality field holographic energetic units go in tandem into becoming the highest possible version that energy can become. So we build for the, the next cycles that are ahead of us to allow for a higher, high degree of different types of consciousness potentials, which eventually will develop a type of matter that is so imbued with consciousness that it becomes difficult to see what is consciousness and what is matter, what is organic and what is consciousness in itself. So that consciousness in a, in a way becomes fully integrated into energy and energy and form and consciousness merging together, creating what's called life force for lack of better word. But it's, it's not like life force as key or sexual energy or anything that's part of our organic vessel. All of that is electrochemical. So our entire organism here is stuck in a type of energy that is unable to really connect to consciousness. And that's part of the transition that humanity must undergo, not just stepping into the fourth dimension and learning what it means to be a fourth dimensional being and, and the, the new sciences and new technologies and the new psychology and the new uh, social genetic structure that demands because we are also uh, when we talk about the governance of our system it must be seen from a social genetic perspective not as races but as in that genetics and consciousness potentials are interconnected right now we're just working with the idea of the psychosomatic concepts that that our psyche affects our body in different ways it's taken us many many years to get to the the general acceptance that this is so and it's still not completely uh, integrated into society for reasons and purposes of course because if we began to understand that how we feel and how we think affects our physical form and that was a uh, completely collective knowledge, it would be easy for us to begin to bridge that into other levels of, as we saw it with the quantum sciences, where there was this epiphany that our technology actually affects reality, which is what the scientists saw when we talk about the quantum dynamics, where their experiments, as well as the technologies they utilize for these experiments, affected the reality uh, units. The, the, the foundation of reality. And then it was twisted into something else that, that we get lost in Schrodinger's cat and, and uncertainty principles and entanglement and all sorts of weird discussions because the old school um, were resistant to the, the mere fact that we actually could influence our reality because our reality was the only one that could influence our reality was God. And we're just the creations of God. So we do the, we adhere to whatever God tells us, right? So, so that's that concept and science was still operating within that. So we could say, if we look at a grand scale of things that the different groups that came in, I talk about that in Souls of Humanity as well, they put in different control systems or rabbit holes, we could call them that, or programs or institutions or different kinds of socio-cultural structures that people feel comfortable living within or are not comfortable living within. Uh, and in that way, they build the bridges between our original progressive 
uh, highly advanced type of civilization that were more focused on the potentials of how do we transform energy using our consciousness and that could use technology as a purpose to do so but would prefer not to because there's no need for all of that technology if you have if you work with the energy of your reality in the right manner you transform them in the in the manner that is in alignment with the laws of the reality you're part of and work within the understanding of what the potentials of that reality and let me give you a good example you have let's just take an apple an apple is even though our reality is still a kind of a construction but if we if we play with the idea that there are some natural laws that governs how apples grow and there are in a way we, we could this the discussion here is is the natural right but there are laws that governs the way energies work in a specific way within a specific holographic energetic architecture that goes through the the what we could call the quantum field that affects the different atoms that affects the blueprint that is technically behind what we call an apple and that's a kind of a program if you like it's a program of energy and a specific type of dynamic and mechanics that work together or purpose of function that work together with energy to unfold that specific form that we call an apple that we can then eat you can energetically work with the apple you can uh, alter the holographic energetic feature of the apple in different ways you could do it mechanically or you could do it with consciousness you could do it hands-on as in kind of use the energy of your body to alter or create a joint field with the field of the apple the holographic energetic structure of the apple and then via your consciousness you can go in and amplify different types of nutrients but you can't completely change the the structure of the apple you can't turn it into a banana because it's under certain laws of what it can and cannot do it has restrictions built into it all living forms and all types of organic matter that takes form from this holographic energetic blueprint within the holographic energetic blueprint there is a limitation to it there it can go in different directions it has science to it it has property to its purpose and function and it you can amplify the different levels within that holographic architecture but at some point that holographic architecture must either dissolve or do a synergetic leap it must transform itself into something else so it can elevate into the next level of what that type of holographic architecture is capable of but sometimes that holographic architecture has its limitation within a certain dimension and it must then shift into another dimension and that's what's happening with both our physical vessels and our holographic energetic structure as well as our reality field the limitations that were built in artificially due to the artificial fourth dimension that was around as a blocking i call it the astral barrier and the artificial fifth that were put around as well that were built on some of the technologies that were part of the colonization of certain parts of our world that were granted to the humanoids where they created quote-unquote atlantis which was a humanoid colony inside our solar system again for the different groups that needed our assistance and then decided thank you for your hospitality by the way we're taking over the hospital uh, so so in that one occupied our, our entire world and our solar system and made it theirs for their projects because they thought hmm that's a good project that one we can use that one let's take it because that's that's the flow they have they have the flow that's called ill-mindedness a service to self they don't feel comfortable 
with working for the highest good of the many. It's it's a kind of something that makes them want to vomit, to put it that way. It it really it's it's like it, it's just something that's not in their mindset whatsoever. They're stuck in the previous universal cycles ideologies of conquering of space and jurisdictional rights and prerogatives and competition and awards and all sorts of things that the rest of us kind of got a little bit tired of and thought, yeah, been that, done that. Perhaps there's other ways to develop consciousness than the next type of machine or the next type of warcraft or the next type of this or that or whatever. Because at some point it just, you, if you, if you go in and say you have universal cycles where everything is centered around war, do the math. Then one civilization will stand as the last one and everything else will be demolished. And is, is that a really a win? <laughs> of course not. That's a complete loss for all. Hence the new rule set that, that we created. And just the, the word rule, kind of, uh, people go, I don't want to do what the rules. I want to do whatever I want to do. I want to have my free will to do whatever I want to do. And there's plenty of free will. It's just a matter of as people every day not thinking about it, they are living under the rules of this reality field. There are limitations to it. There are, are different types of energies that's in order. And once they have lived out their potentials, they go into disorder and they go into entropy and then they turn into chaos. So, and that's the breakdown of our reality all the time. And the only reason why it keeps reappearing again is due to these technologies that were put in to keep us within the enclosure that is made out of frequency energies, that is third cycle energies that are in alignment with the genetic structure of the different groups of the different civilizations that have not moved into the newer types of dimensional setups and, and configurations that goes with advanced civilizations under the progressive races. And their choices of existence and their choices of wealth that we have engineered so that we could exactly do the transformational processes of energy and consciousness into their highest abilities, their highest types of sciences, the highest types of everything that would ensure that as many as possible would be able to do the synergetic leaps between the different holographic energetic structures, utilizing the influx of different forms of energies to unfold different forms of consciousness and sciences, because sciences and consciousness are interconnected. It's just in our world, it's been disconnected again to preserve the limitations that blocks us from accessing the fourth dimension. And all of these old institutions are now in, in different ways breaking down, including what we could say the allowed breakdown due to the different types of uh, sociogenetic hybrids that have, and I call them that uh, for lack of a better word, that are now part of humanity as the new type of civilizations on the different types of uh, fourth, other fourth dimensional races that decided, well, we might as well just colonize this reality in full instead of just having our own artificial fourth dimension outside of the enclosure. Let's just transform it entirely. It's supposed to be a fourth dimensional anyway. And now we feel we have so much control of this world. We know what it's all about. We have, we have literally taken all sorts of specimens and we have studied them. We have made them do all sorts of weird stuff, aka abduction and on procreation programs and what have you on board 
crafts and and all of these things and they are collaborating within certain groups of humanity uh, say my, my lab here and, and what have you so they are fully they know everything we are from a to z they have made humans over the last 50 years 60 70 80 years actually because it goes back to the 1950s with this group that came in and that's why we could say our world really changed because before that we had the old colonizing races the d8 the d10 and d11 collectives that kind of were yeah we we are okay with being in our own we travel in and out we have our artificial fourth where we have our condos and timeshare apartments because they come and go as they please they're not here all the time only coming to get what they need we can call these the harvesting groups or the farmer races coming here to get what they need take it back to their own system plotting in a, a couple of their operators in here from time to time just seeding it in but it's okay we can use insects and birds and what have you to carry out genetic signature so we are part of this program and keep up the allowances to be here but we don't have to actually be here because ugh, humans are disgusting right because ugh, they want all of this inclusivity and kindness and compassion and ugh, that's not really their thing is it so come and going so so that's what the old colonizing races did and been doing for 50,000 years or more uh, and again with the last 12,500 12, years ago where we lost the ability to be in the fourth but before that it was we we knew they were coming and going but at that point we had we had gone under the colonization and with that we're on a different ruleship uh, there were riots there were upheavals there were attempts to to overthrow the dracus but that didn't go so well and quite a lot of the ones that were part of these uh, groups that trained themselves to to be the resistance movement they were the first group to be completely enslaved and imprisoned under what we call a new type of template where they had no access to the original consciousness potentials aka being blank slated aka coming to the reincarnational cycles where they would circulate through the ages without having any knowledge of who and what they were used due to a different type of engineering that's called sealing off where you create a split between the organic vessel and the energy forms that are used for that organic vessel and the original holographic energetic architecture and the true consciousness potentials. That's why I keep saying we only have mind, we don't have consciousness. I know science says so, but it's not consciousness because it's not able to interact with energy, is it? Other than what's in our physical form. It can't interact with the chair. It can't interact with anything else than our own little psyche and our own little thought processes. That's the power we have. So with that understanding, we also see, okay, that, that was where they discovered that it was possible to create that split. And the moment they discovered that first as a punishment, the other groups, they had it as a punishment to be sent here, right? <laughs> the dubbed here. Uh, but the ones that lived here, the punishment was first, either you adhere to the new ruleship under the Dracos, which many did, uh, due to f what was created. At that time, we could say fear was created. And, and for them, fear was not the fear of death because we were in the fourth dimension, so not necessary, but more kind of... Uh, yeah, I will not go there. Their work, the D10 Collective can do certain things that, that those who are unaware of what that means in terms of these civilizations, let us just say that that is something that they probably will remember at some point when they get in contact with their original holographic energetic architecture. So our journey as a civilization is that we are having the re-engineering of our entire reality field into what we call the third dimension, unnatural, 
no other places in any solar system, stellar system, galactic system, cosmic system has that configuration. It's part of an enclosure. It is part of a quarantine zone. It's engineered so, so that whatever is here can have full control of us and uh, uh, prevent us from accessing our really true potentials and our true consciousness potentials and our true energetic fourth dimensional potentials. Because once we get there, then we will blossom what we have already because we were, uh, let's just say, further ahead in the developmental processes than the D10, D11 and uh, D8 collectives because they were set back by their regressive, digressive ways of existence turning their worlds into technocratically driven technology worlds with androids and what have you, losing their progression dynamics and potentials altogether. Not because they're stupid, but because they that's the only way they know. They, they simply, they, they, the genetic floor prevents them from even understanding why it's necessary to work under what we could say the idea that every individual progress for the joint good of the many, for the highest good of the many, that whatever we do, we do it for the entirety. We don't just do it for ourselves. They have that genetic floor that just makes them, they don't, they just don't get it. So we can, we can try and explain it to them again and again and again. They just don't get it. It's a genetic flow. It's, it's, it's a gap in their holographic energetic units and their consciousness potentials. Their consciousness units has what we could call a previous cycle configuration, and it is rigidly resisting to transform. It's like it's locked in. It doesn't know how to get out. And that's it. They are stuck in, in, in that configuration. And if, if you ask me, the reason why I, we all know that the Atlantean project that kind of completely blew up in the face of everybody who participated because of that flaw and probably because nobody really understood the severity of it. And, and that's, as I explained in the perception logs, as well as in, in some of the souls of humanity revisiting podcast, as well as in converging of timeline uh, class material I made there, I made a podcast series explaining some of the timeline loops and, and what led to this and the timeline event and how that came to be. But the, the whole re-engineering of portions of our solar system to try and accommodate or create spaces for these groups so they would get a space that were in alignment with their genetic configuration, just to discover that that configuration had what were kind of a, a, a detrimental side effect that, that pushed it towards technocratic behavior, that pushed towards what we call a type of crystallization of their consciousness potential as well as the technologies they came in contact with. It's like, uh, what is it, um, Midas, the, the god that, or not the god, the, 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 the king that no matter what he touched, it turned into gold, which would people say, oh, that's so fantastic. No, not if you want to eat. <laughs> it turns into gold. You will die of, uh, if you want to drink, it turns into gold. So you will die, you will starve to death, literally, because you can't touch anything. So no, so that's that's not the way. And that's that's a way that this genetic flow works in these uh, groups, especially the D8 collective. They were hit the hardest. Anyway, so so point being is that, that uh, as I have many of my students, they when we talk in, in, the, in classes and we're talking about some of these dynamics, they always raise the question, well, doesn't these groups understand why it's better to do the other thing because for us it's it's completely natural because we have understood we don't have that genetic floor as in consciousness floor 
they have, and they just don't get it. And my students don't get it that the other groups don't get it. So, so that's where the encounters have to be. And unfortunately, as I said, there were uh, different types of groups that were dumped here, got into the new type of organic vessel, because you can figure out yourself that the moment they discovered that it was possible to disconnect the original holographic energetic structure and consciousness with the new type of organic vessel. And that had, just think about the control properties of that, but also, yay, now we can get rid of all of these unfortunate uh, hybrid projects that the other groups have made in their own system that blew up in their face, as we saw it with the, uh, the during the times of Atlantis. Some of these genetic experiments to undo the flaw that they had blew up in their face and created uh, some fifth dimensional, very unpleasant beings, as we know as the dark ones and onward and so forth, which are also, of course, an effect of the timeline event. So we are suddenly, due to all of these, the the original foundation of a universal structure where it had what we would call some consciousness gaps and flaws, uh, were divided into different types of groups that suddenly, instead of working together, continued. Some of them continued the old ways and some were ready to, to continue into the new ways. So when we begin to understand that the developmental processes that we as a civilization are undergoing. It's not just psychology, it's not just science, it's also, and it's not spirituality, it's not about reconnecting our spirit to source, because that's what spirituality is. But it is the understanding of how to progress and develop consciousness in the manner that it should be. And when I kind of took on that task 10 years ago to try and create some kind of teaching system for that, that was dissimilar to any other teaching system, because that's why I studied so much. So I could look and say, can I use that? No. Can I use that? No. Can I use that? No. Because they had all of these rabbit holes built into it. So by using these systems, instead of actually progressing and reconnecting to a holographic energetic architecture and learning how to undo the seals that were put in there by the, by us and Drake, that prevents us from accessing our true energy system and then getting stuck in the three lower systems that keeps us in the incarnational cycles and learning how to get out of that and progress us out ourselves of these three lower energy fields, which is what Buddhism actually works with and uh, what we could say the original ideas of some of the ideas behind the chakra system. But again, it was the chakra system itself was part of some of the reseeding races that came after what we could say the fall of Atlantis. Some of the humanoids were reseeded. So the chakra system is technically for humanoids. It's not for the true or the original solar system inhabitants, we have a different type of energy configuration. And that's what needs to be taken in. It's not just quote unquote different souls, it's different types of holographic energetic structures that allows for different types of consciousness potentials to be unfolded in different ways. And these are the true sciences because consciousness and reality sciences go hand in hand. It's not that we can divide it into this belongs to the church or this belongs to New Age or this belongs to, to the universities and this belongs to, to governmental systems. In the original civilizations and the true humans that are out there, very, very far away from where we are because they, they have moved into new configurations due to their natural processes of elevation. And they are constantly trying to send us information back 
because we are back in time due to the, the what we call third density that some calls it, but I call it the third dimension, the configuration of the enclosure, we are stuck in the past. We are close to what we could say is the, the, we are the outskirts of the universal structure where we are literally tilting uh, our entire galaxy into the abyss, as it's called, where all the abysses, when we can say when the viability rate of a holographic energetic network falls to a certain momentum of 30%, then it goes into its completion cycle. The completion cycle is where you kind of have the, the, the red alert that goes out, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's called call outs. Now you need to wake up because if you don't wake up now, begin to undo the distortion and clear up the reality field distortion and begin to, to progress and re become regenerative in your consciousness progression dynamics, which means you begin to transform energy units and by that lift up the viability rate of holographic network that upholds your reality field, it's going to sink, it's going to crystallize, it's going to fall into the abyss where it evaporate, where the sun will become a neutron star and the entire system will collapse and turn into dust. So come on, wake up. And the ones that are to wake up to do that kind of the do the call outs and do the transition and begin to progress so that we generate more energy than what we consume and we uphold our reality field in its highest pristine rate so that consciousness can unfold into all of its beautiful potentials and build complex holographic energy systems. Well, that's the call out we are in now and that's what's going on in our world right now. And the transhuman agenda is saying, fine, that's why we can swoop in because now it has that momentum, that viability rate where we can link up technology to everything which we're seeing in a world that's happening already. So, so they are getting re they are getting ready to come into the law of the cycles because a reality field that has a specific configuration allows for specific groups of civilizations to prosper there. Let's put it that way. So, if it has a low viability rate, which we have now, we are thirty five percent or something, perhaps forty percent, then that group can come in. And if we could lift it higher, then that group could not cannot be here because we have lifted the viability rate of holographic energetic network to 50%. But then we'll have to struggle with some other groups that can then come in. It's like opening and closing of doors that depends on the viability rate or what we call the, the state of the holographic energetic units. If there are a high degree of distortion, well then due to the law of the cycles and the laws of a genetic and genetic energetic affinity, then groups that has a high level of distortion in their consciousness potentials and their own physical forms or organic matter will then be drawn in. It's like the gates are opening and closing. These are the solar gates as well as the, the network gates that will open up different groups of the joint reality fields that allows different groups to come and go all depending on the consciousness potentials and the holographic energetic structure, the network's condition. What type of light coding does it have? Does it have dark light coding? Does it have cold light coding? Does it have transhuman light coding? What kind of distortion, the level of distortion, the complexity of the distortion, the higher level of distortion, the, the, the larger the potentiality for these different unwarranted groups to come into the system, the more likely that is to happen. And the only ones that can prevent that, the only ones that technically administer the opening and closing down of the gates are humans, the hum humans that lives inside these reality fields.
And that's when we talk about, for instance, the Pleiadian system that fell under the hands of uh, the different Draco groups, which they are no longer Pleiadians today. They are a hybrid race that are adhering to the Draco laws and rules and the Baals and the Burins and what have you, the ones that works with the Dracos uh, and the Orion Collective and Conglomerate and whatever they are called, all of these uh, groups that are working to conquer and uh, take over whatever they, they want in their way to continue their own civilizations. So what happened with the Pleiadian system was that they began to align in different types of diplomatic journeys with different groups that were part of what we could call the regressed races and trying to figure out solutions for them. And in their attempt to figure out how to do the solutions, they had to reconfigure themselves. So they brought in literally the configuration of the genetic flaws into the Pleiadian system, which then lowered the viability rate of the Pleiadian network, which then allowed for more incoming and onward and so forth until they were completely swarmed and were easily taken over and all of their technologies were uh, infiltrated and reconfigured so that the different groups that were outside got full access. And the same thing is happening in our world right now. So it's up to us. If we're talking about, okay, we are having, the, we're sitting here there, all of the worshippers will of course wait for the, the intervention of their original warlords and their original uh, reality field uh, royalty groups, whatever that is, uh, now re-engineered into the belief of some kind of heavenly salvation and heavenly rescue missions. Uh, that uh, if they these groups come in, well, I'm not going to be do the 4th of July kind of thing, as we saw it from the movie, that's not going to be my take. I'm not going to stand on the rooftop and say, welcome. Um, I believe, and as I always, uh, and this is not a belief, this is something I know and have known for a long time, it is about us as a civilization to grow into the full potentials of who and what we are and what needs to be done. And that's part of what we talk about, full disclosure. It's a psychodynamic awakening process, not into spirituality, not into other religious belief systems, not into this whole conceptualization of the spiritually advanced civilizations out there. It's, it's, for me, it's just a matter of it, it's not spiritual and, and it's again, it's a language thing and, and I, I don't mind calling it soul except from the, the, the very fact that words are connected to thought forms and thought forms are connected to different reality programs. So, so in that manner, when we talk about I'm sorry, I just had to, to look at the clock. When, when we're talking about these different systems uh, that goes with, 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 if we are stuck in the idea that, that we have spiritually advanced civilizations out there, then we are adhering to the thought forms that they are connected to source. We have definitely had incoming groups in the 50s that talked about that they came from source, but that's because they knew how we thought and, and were thinking. So they were just doing lip service to our belief systems so that we would think that they would, they would be there under the same kind of religious beliefs as we were. They were in the understanding of a creator as we were. So they were just using that. And I know um, from some of the material, some of the DAOs that came in and said that, that they were there uh, as, as uh, on the, the, what is it? 
oh, I forgot it was a specific book and I'm sorry I forgot, I forgot the author and perhaps it's a good idea I don't mention her name because she was one of these groups that had visitors of Grace or Daos and they said that they were there uh, and she asked on, on which uh, kind of, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but the question was something like, why are you here and, and who has sent you here? And the answer was, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you uh, raise your consciousness, so to speak. I'm here to reconnect you to source and I come from source as well. Your creator and my creator are the same, which is uh, typically uh, what we could either say it's because her holographic energetic architecture is one of the souls that's been dumped here and they're now reconfiguring her to quote unquote return to her own civilization because that, that civilization has now worn out their own genetic potential. So now they're coming in here and the souls they have dumped here are now trying to upgrade them so they can return because they now have better genetics than they have. And suddenly what they thought was a good idea to dump here as part of the restoration programs, they thought, oh yeah, that's our genetic material and we are now turning into androids. So now we can use it because our uh, potentials are lower than the, the when that were when we dumped them here as a try to, they, they dumped souls here to try and uphold their own reality configuration. You see, when it goes into the depletion cycles, you have different options. You can either, uh, you can remove what's depleting it instead of, that's how they think, instead of trying to progress it and, and teach it how to actually do what it needs to do and work with what was necessary from the very get-go. But as I said, they just don't understand it. <laughs> they don't have the genetic potentials for it. The consciousness units that are demanded to build the gaps uh, of these genetic compositions. That's why they keep repeating their mistakes. They are under these limitations that they just can't move beyond. And they are running out of their options. And then people say, well, that's the law of karma. Will they then be hit by the regression rate and all these kind of things? Well, they technically are. But the moment you turn into a machine, you're outside the laws of karma because there's nothing, there's no, nothing to karma can work on, let us put it that way, positive and negatively. Anyway, that was that was one of the things that we are dealing with as well. So we are having groups within humanity that are reuniting with their original civilizations for better or for worse. And that goes the other way around those of us who are part of the original solar system civilizations. We would like to reunite with the original true worlds outside the enclosure. That is an artificial world. It's a Truman show. But that does not mean that we're necessarily able to return because we have changed so much. So the journey for all of us is in this undoing the effects of the past as well as clearing out everything we are. And I would continue a little bit about that in the next podcast. Thank you.